pretend you don't know anything. I'm going to pretend we don't know anything because we, we messed up on taping. And we <laughs> and I didn't know what we were going to talk about. And then Amy just like dropped this bombshell <laughs> on me. <laughs> okay. And, and I'm still trying to figure out if I like you or not now. <laughs> Welcome to My Racist Friend, a podcast about the messy parts of relationships that help us grow together with Amy McKeese and Don Griffin Jr. And it's called My Racist Friend because I wanted to show I can own my own racism, basically, that it's something I have to keep working on that it's a journey, that I'm learning about it. And in doing this podcast, sometimes I say dumb things, sometimes I say ignorant things, and then I learn more later. And I say, oh gosh, I wish I hadn't said that thing, and I, I do it differently now. Mm-hmm. And I try to be transparent about that be- because that's the work. And I want people to know that so far I haven't met anyone who has it all figured out. Okay. We've all got our stuff, right? Yeah. Some people like The Bachelor. <laughs> exactly. Right? Right. I don't know if that's as bad as what you're going to tell the <laughs> listeners today. Okay. Anyway, so that was my way of warming up to the idea of sharing. Because I... I oh, couldn't... come on. Get to it. I know it's embar- <laughs> it is embarrassing, it is. but you you got to just say it. you got to pull the Band-Aid off and just tell them... <laughs> Who you are. I can already, I can like hear my friends going, what? Like, Amy. So, but some of them already know this. Okay. That I was a very big Bob Knight fan. Shit. Like. You said it again and it just, it just. Huge. uh, Like, no matter what Can we take a break? I just need to get my breath. So, Amy, here's the thing. I, I think growing up in Bloomington, you know, being part of that, I mean, when we grew up, okay? When we grew up, oh my gosh, that, yeah. I mean, so 76, 75 and 76. 76, I went to Philadelphia for the championship. What? I didn't go to the game. I stayed in the hotel. That's But so your parents got with yeah. God. <laughs> Dang. So, so you're talking about... We're talking about, uh, um, I was five years old in 75. I, my dad was friends with the basketball team. He was going to school at the time. I remember Kent Benson throwing, tossing me up in the air. Oh you know, that's how, so you understand what I'm saying? I we know lived up all the those street guys. from Scott May, and when they would go swimming, we'd all get, like, weird because we were... Like trying not to trying to like be casual and yeah. like say hi, but the way you would to someone that you that's famous and that you don't want to bother. Uh, but, I see. So we'd be like all, hi. Okay. <laughs> I think my dad was too. My parents were kind of cool. They were too cool for that. So I was. They, I was not. Were... We would go. So we went to brunch every Sunday after church. Uh huh. And 
when there wasn't, when we went, <laughs> I should clarify, we went to brunch Sundays after church when the Bob Knight show wasn't on. Oh my God. Because I don't know if you remember, but it was on at 11. So on Sundays. So sometimes we would like leave just a minute early and like screech out of church to get home to watch the Bob Knight show. Right. And, but when it wasn't on, like outside of the season, mm-hmm. we would go to Big Wheel. Do you remember Big Wheel? Yes. My, my, my mother-in-law worked at Big Wheel well, back in the day. We went there for brunch a lot. Okay. And I remember my mom making me go over to get Isaiah Thomas's autograph. I got Mike Woodson's autograph okay. at one point when I was a grown woman uh-huh. my sister and i approached kent benson at an aau game like where he was with his daughter and we're like can we have your autograph okay so 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 uh, this goes okay so my my isaiah thomas stories uh-huh. story is uh, a lady named um janice thorpe was her name okay janice thorpe was our our choir director and our church youth coordinator uh-huh and one day she called my mom and said, hey, you, you need to come over to this house. And, and um, Jimmy Ross is his uh-huh. name. Jimmy Ross was, was the man. Jimmy Ross is, is the guy that made me change. I went to his memorial service. And, he, and, and listening to how he helped other people be the best that they could be. He uh-huh. he helped create leaders. He would say, you know what? You speak really well. You should run for this or you do oh, wow. this or you need to talk to this person. He'd put people together. He's a connector. He actually, he's a connector and he created leaders. There were so mm-hmm. many people at his memorial service that would come up. And so Jimmy Ross was a friend of everybody uh-huh. on, on campus. He made so many people. So we go over to Jimmy Ross's house uh-huh. and we go in the back there, and Isaiah Thomas is playing oh cards. Gosh. Isaiah and his <gasps> mom are playing cards at Jimmy Ross's house. Oh, wow. And it was like, oh, my God. So Isaiah, this is after he became a pro. So Isaiah, he's, he's playing for the Pistons. But wow. he's secretly coming back during the summers to take classes. Oh and he's and while he's taking classes, because he told his mom he would finish. Yeah. He he's staying over Jimmy Ross's place. Oh my god. Every gosh. time he does that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was really cool. And then Kent Benson, my dad was I, I hope this isn't going too long. Kent Benson, <laughs> remember Al said my my dad knew Kent and all those guys and Scott and all those because he came in it's you know, nineteen uh I think my dad graduated in 74. So it was around that that same, you know, that he was in school at the same time as these guys. So my dad was working for General Motors, starting to work for General Motors. He had stopped working on the police force, got a job at General Motors, but he had to go and do do classes in Detroit. So he's getting on an airplane and the Detroit Pistons are also on that airplane. And we are getting way off the subject talking about Bobby Knight because <laughs> now it becomes a love story about IU basketball. So do you want to hear it? I do want to hear it. You got to finish it. I got to finish it now. Otherwise. So the Detroit Pistons are on the dog one. They're getting on the airplane. And Kent Benson is with the Detroit Pistons at the time. He's like. Just like hanging out? I, no, he's. he's Like an he's, assistant coach? No, or? he's actually. He's he, a player. 
He's a player oh, with Detroit Pistons still, and he and so he's like, "Hey, Don, come and st- come and hang out with come and you you ride with us. You, you ride got to on, ride with the Detroit Pistons. Not me. My oh. dad got to ride oh, with you're the Detroit junior. Pistons. I got it. And he stayed <laughs> when he when he had more classes to do. He stayed with Kent. When he uh, several times when he went up there. Oh, that's awesome! Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's all really right. cool. So, all right, all right. So the reason though, I was listening to Hidden Brain. Okay. And it was about politics. It's called this one is called Passion Is Not Enough. If you want to look up that podcast, and it's about how we engage with politics, and it and a lot of it is about like sort of the um, social media, Facebook armchair politics of like um, sound bites and that we consume politics in a similar way to how we consume sports and sort of reminding that we wouldn't try to convince um, a Purdue fan to like IU basketball because that's not what we do. We'd be like, Purdue sucks, right? We wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. But, and so this, so I'm listening to this and I'm going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I started, and I went down this uh, hole that I, that I fall into with some regularity where I think about the good old days and how wonderful they were and how when I was a kid, no one booed for the other team because Bob Knight would have said, stop it if we were booing. And um, we clapped politely when they... Someone got hurt. <laughs> stop no, it. No, no, it's true. We do. We do. I was at a game and that's what the, the other guy got hurt and it was complete silence. Iowa, the Iowa kid got hurt. Yeah, we were quiet. And we were like respectful. And then as like, he got up, everybody's like clapping. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. That's I thought you meant clapped because they got hurt. <laughs> I got, but do you do you realize? And I know you're on a roll, but that's what they the, like the Southern antebellum period, all about gentlemanly. You know, okay. all that yeah. shit was going on then. The being a gentleman, but then they would go and they would rape their. Uh, they're black women. Uh, that that uh, slaves or so, or they beat the black dudes. So that, you that, you effectively did the whole thing right there. Oh really? Yeah, I don't have to do anything now. I blew like, it. We're, no, we're, <laughs> no, that that was awesome, and that's and that's it. That's true. Like, and that's a really important point. That, and I don't know. Like the whole Bob Knight thing. When I look back now, I'm like, what the hell? Like, I hung on to liking him way longer. It, it, it and well, okay, so. A, then I, I I might not even be able to call myself a feminist like with that history with Bob Knight because I knew all this stuff and I still was like, well, yeah. There was some stuff that I read recently that I did not know about. I did uh, not know about the him uh, putting feces in somebody's face. I didn't what? Know. Yes. Is yes. That real? That's real. It is. It is interesting. I, I and. Our society, the United States, is based on the ability to win, and yeah. and and it's c- kind of based on the fact that we can kick anyone's ass. Yeah, it's like based power, on power, power about we've got. masculine power, and and it affects our daily life because we always want to be on the winning team. Yeah, it all, and if you think about it, it's mirrored in bullying, in the yeah. sense that we wonder why a bully. Who no one likes, all right, can control an entire school yeah. because no one else wants to get bullied. They don't want to be on the losing side or the wrath, so they would rather cheer the winner 
then be on the other side then, then, yeah. then be that I mean, and and we see it in this and we see it in Bob Knight and to and and I, I was discussing that we also see it in show choir there are <laughs> <laughs> it's everywhere it's everywhere that cult of personality that that person that can that can dominate yeah. a whole room there's another video that just came out that my brother-in-law sent me where he was here at the bluebird did have you guys seen that no and he he's telling these guys and this is we're talking about a week ago He's Wait, Bob Knight did something a week ago? I thought he was like He when he came back, he was at Blue he was at Bluebird sometime like like it's it's a fairly new time that he was at the Bluebird. And he's focused on the fact that these he he these guys are in these IU suits. They're in these IU these red suits with IU all over like like a two piece suit. It's yeah. fu- supposed to be funny. Uh-huh. He says, "Are you guys gay? Are you are you are you oh homosexuals? God. Oh my god! And he can't get off of it. He 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 talks about them being that they must be fairies if they're wearing these outfits. Oh my god! And everybody is just laughing, and they're trying to you know they're asking him other questions. So what's it like to be at you know in seventy six and blah 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 and blah? He and he can't. He oh my god! He can't get off of it. So oh, that's horrifying. He's a, he's he's horrible. I know. But there's a there's a reason that we, you remember. I mean, you remember how good it felt to be on that winning team, don't you? Well, but also there was something about like IU basketball that was sort of a, and and now that you've said the thing about like the antebellum manners and stuff, I can totally see how that plays into it. This idea though that that IU basketball did it differently that we did good defense that we didn't do like lazy zone defense we did man to man and um and no showboating from those black none of that none of no, that I black can see how stuff, racist none it of was that now. black oh my stuff God. you no may have the talent no. but if you if you do it the wrong way that you know then then you're I'm going to sit your butt down because we don't showboat here yeah right? and and I do re- I I will say that I've like in in my <laughs> On my little personal growth journey, I've I've been aware that my whole hatred of the zone defense is steeped in racism. <laughs> like I I did figure that out several years ago. I was oh like, my God. oh my gosh, <laughs> like like that's made me super uncomfortable. Like realizing that that and my hatred of professional basketball versus oh, wow. college ball, where they actually play, where they have plays, not just trying to. Yeah, because yeah. guess who what his name is? He's the f- general. Yeah, he's so damn smart that he can control all the that you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. You have to be the general to control all these. Well, he, I, he, he makes my skin crawl. And here's the thing: I've got several customers, and so hopefully that have been basketball players, and they are part. They do love the system. I love Isaiah Thomas. I love. Keith Smart, these are people yeah. I have a lot of respect for. Yeah. Uh, but they're victims, too. And they well, probably know, don't that... want to hear that, but they are. He picks predators, and I'm calling him a predator. I, yeah, I think that's accurate. I'm, th- I'm calling this this guy a predator. They know what to pick. They they he He knew how to be a role model that some of these guys didn't have dad father figures that stayed at home 
right? Yeah. Some of their mothers also fell for this because it's like, this guy, he says he's going to take care of my boy. and he, Right. He, that's what he, he talked about that. Like, I'm going to take care of your kid. I'm going to make sure they graduate. IU bragged for a long time about their graduation mm-hmm. rate being higher than most schools. Mm-hmm. But other people can, have done it well, too. But they've kept with, they, they don't smack of the same kind of, if they did, they've, like, they've changed the way they've like done. He's like misogynist blindside. Like that movie. Yeah, yes, he is. <laughs> like, well, the real story. If you hear the guy in the Blind Side actually tell, you know, tell his story, he's like, that's just. Once again, it was the white. Uh, what is it called? The, the white savior. The white savior yeah. Uh, complex. Yeah. So, so the reason I thought of Bob Knight and of my way too long affection for him that I should have dropped much earlier. So what? Ha- tell tell us when it did drop though. I'm not really sure. And I think, I think like many people who grow up here, and, and if you're not from Bloomington, like seriously, the, the IU basketball is, it is woven into. It was so big. Yeah. And I don't know if it is now as much, but it, it felt like one of the most important parts of life. Like It was our identity. It really, you, it's so big that you. We damn, had rules was... for how to cheer. Part of our agreement when we got married was that I wasn't going to take Kevin's last name and he didn't have to be an IU fan. <laughs> like, <laughs> I forgot. See, okay, so we can talk about our cultural differences here, too. The fact that you actually had season tickets. Like, there was a time... You, My you, grandmother worked at the foundation, though. Okay. That she was doing administration... And somehow, it, like, it, it, it was really good. It the was still yeah. hard. To, you had to be giving money to even well, get there. Well, once, once you had to give a lot of money, the tickets started going. Like, every year they'd go back a couple rows. Exactly. Um, but, but everybody did, I'm saying, everybody did not have that opportunity. Like, right, I never had. You couldn't just go to the games. You couldn't just yeah. go to the games. You, you had to get, like, scout tickets or... You know, I mean, I got tickets every... No, shit. No, I, I, I don't... <laughs> I don't know I think about it. As a child, I don't think I ever actually got to go to a live game. basketball game. Not until oh, wow. maybe later on, like... Or it was the... Um, I think uh, the December 14th for my birthday, I would go to the... Uh, uh, one of the class, you know, like the yeah, classic the, the where, ones we, that are, where we play the like Nebraska cheaper, State. Like the ones where you can, yeah. You know? But yeah. getting getting the kind of tickets you got, it was a, yeah. it, you had to really, and I think you had to get, didn't you have to get football tickets? You had to get football tickets so, too. I, I don't know that when my grandmother got her tickets, that's how it was. Like uh-huh. it, it was a little bit different with her tickets. And then uh, we managed to keep, Getting her tickets long after she was gone. Well, not just a couple years after she died, but well into her life when she was no longer going to uh-huh. games. And so that had the points of my grandfather at playing. I, I don't think he graduated, but he played baseball here at IU. Well, but he did ball. something with a bat and a ball. Okay. At IU, and it wasn't wiffle ball. I don't think. They and it have wasn't a wiffle, wiffle ball. ball. <laughs> and so, so those points, and then the points of getting tickets every year, every year, every year. So um, she was in on like the very first assembly hall tickets, 
and brought my grandfather to assembly hall. They walked, he walked around in there and sat in different spots and then eventually determined that row five, section J was where he wanted to be. Son of a biscuit. You, you, you actually got the pick. He did. Yes. He got the pick. Because, oh because then he was far enough back that the, that the post that goes over the edge of the court didn't block his view and from those seats, you could hear Bob Knight. Oh, Jesus. Like, you could... Okay, it see, was across. you're like royalty. <laughs> I know. That's scary. Yeah. Okay? So, it was super important. Yeah, and like, my, yeah, <clears throat> I think my dad, my dad was a, worked, because he was a police officer, he would, later on, he would work the games, you know? Yeah. So, that was, that was cool, but... Um, yeah, and, and I think you asked when it was that I stopped liking Bob Knight. And it was definitely way too late because I know that like when we moved back here and I was working at the mental health center in Greencastle and that was around the time that Knight was, was toward the end of his career and was having lots of trouble. And my boss in Greencastle was like, I, I said something about, oh, I hope he doesn't leave. And my boss was like, what's the matter with you? Yeah. Like, who are you? Why? Why? And I was like, I don't know. I just... It's just my blind spot. I just really like him. It it really wasn't until until after my dad died that I started unpacking some of my IU basketball stuff. So were you were you uh, well, like when he went to the Raiders when he was were you still a fan? Were you one of the the people who uh, got the Texas Tech no, started not... wearing the Texas? That was crazy, <laughs> folks. So here's what happened in Bloomington yeah. when, when Bob Knight got fired here. And rightfully so. He 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 was a oh, terrible person. Just Google it. Um, but right right when he got fired, he got another job at Texas Tech to, to lead. Uh, in, and in fact, Texas is a better place. Was was a better place. It's they, a good match. Yeah. Yeah, because they were <laughs> they were as as backwards as Indiana is. Texas is is like twenty years behind. So they in fact remember they promised. His son, the job too. Yes, that's why Pat Knight. Yeah, that's yes. why he went there. Yeah, crazy. But when he got that job, in the stores here, they started selling Texas, Texas Tech, Tech yeah. Raider jerseys. So people got rid of their IU jerseys and they were wearing Texas Tech jerseys. It was the craziest. I was able to see the racism there, like how people freaked out about Davis being the coach. Oh, that's right, because he was a, it's a black coach. Yeah, and I and that was fairly. I mean, I think you'd have to be pretty dim not to see that. Well, <laughs> yeah, and and you, you know when black people lost faith in Bobby Knight, they were already was it the Calvert it. Cheney thing? Calvert Cheney. Yeah. So share share that and. Because I'm too embarrassed to say the it out Calvary loud. Calvert Cheney thing, they they were, Calvert Cheney was this incredible. Oh, he was amazing uh, basketball player. I think he was it was Number and he 40. was uh, he forty. I think he he had the point leading points in actually Big Ten probably. It was Big Ten, wasn't? It? Not he just was amazing IU. all around. Like he was a good like player yeah. with good like, guy. complicated things and with making hard shots and with just defense amazing. and just yeah and so um it's an excellent it was an excellent team uh they were in the final four if i'm not mistaken and i think they lost to duke or kentucky do you remember duke they they lost to duke in 90 
two yeah in the final four because kevin's friend called me and then saying duke of earl on the phone oh that's not fun that's it not was funny. not fun that's not funny 1992 92, that was when he was final, in the final four, four. Yeah. they had a press conference and bobby knight they said well you know calvert like how how are you getting better or they were talking to him about like something and bobby knight brought you know brought out a a whip and said hey you know i i i i whip him with this this uh this is how i handle my my students it was embarrassing and you know what it it actually calvert cheney because of that african-americans lost all kinds of respect for calvert cheney oh. he he, you know, and he's a young kid. You got to remember, this isn't a this isn't a grown man. This is a young this kid a who kid. Yeah. loves his coach and thinks that his coach has his best interest interest at heart. At heart. Absolutely. And immediately, uh, African Americans hated IU from you know from from then on. It was like they broke out of the cycle. Like, wait a minute, who the. Because it, it's not yeah. just that white people were into Bobby Knight in Indiana. Everyone was. Everyone I feel like was. It's it's almost like, I think it would almost be like losing your religion to move. Like, when I look over getting to a point in my life where I didn't like Bob Knight, it, it truly is almost like part of how I made meaning of the world as a kid was that Bob Knight was a good man. A good coach. Like, angry, but that's just his flaw. You know, it was that he had a temper, and, and, he, and he only wanted the best for you. That, and he, he only, wanted the yes. best, and that's why yes. he was, that's why he threw chairs. That's why he threw. That's chairs. why he choked out kids, and that's why he, on and on and on. My that's, friend and I wrote a song about how much, <laughs> how much we loved him. Oh my god! <laughs> and it said, even though it was to the tune of Indiana. Okay. And uh, one of the lines was, even though he throws chairs and cuss. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, see? Uh, anyway, he's awful. I can see that now. <laughs> and it's it bothers me that I didn't, that I didn't see it earlier. But uh, it wasn't just you. I think it's interesting. I'd like, it, it would be interesting to see, you know, I think African Americans are sometimes the canaries in all this stuff. They're sitting here saying, "Yeah, it's bad, it's bad," <laughs> and everyone's like, "What do you mean it's bad? You know, he was just teasing. You know, he doesn't beat, he doesn't uh, whip Calvin with that that thing. Right, it's everybody, just a joke. Everybody is making too big of a deal about it, and we're like, no, that's not funny. Like, yeah. no, that's bullshit. That's not funny. It's the same. It's the same thing that we do all the time with the oh, you're just being too sensitive. You're like, being don't you too... have a sense exactly. of humor? Exactly. Yeah. But the reason that I was thinking of Bob Knight, and then I thought, oh, in order to have this conversation, I'm going to have to fess up to actually liking him for a longer period of time. We were in town. We were in the less good ticket seats. Tickets. Uh, because my dad had my grandma's seats by this point. But we were in town. We, we sat right in front of where you were described. It was before it started moving up. We had your grandma's seats. We were sitting in dad's seats for that game. It's over to the side. It's still down low. Well, we, were, we, were, we were facing the... See, uh, Kevin, you don't understand that you're saying bad seats, good we seats. Were the facing... fact that you had... That, that you actually had... <laughs> 
season tickets at the time, you were like somebody. You were like like now. It's a lot easier to do, or maybe it's because now I've got money and I can do it. But I'm saying it's. But you you still have to you right. still have to pay your you way to, to get to it. But back then, holy right. cow! So we were there the night that Ted Valentine and Bob Knight had their big fight. Okay. And I have never, I have never booed. Like, I, I thought booing was super rude, and I would not do it. And, um... I love <laughs> I, that. <laughs> I would only yell positive things. That was my rule. And when Valentine kicked Bob Knight, and you can look this up. You can look up Ted Valentine and Bob Knight, and there's video of it, I'm sure. He kicks him, doesn't he? He did, like, a super threatening, like, walk around him, and... and Tell people who Ted Valentine is, first of all. He's a referee. Okay. Is he an African-American referee? African-American Thank you. Because they hate, they hated Ted, Ted Valentine. Yeah. They, they hate Ted Valentine. Or, I don't think he's around anymore, but they hated him forever. I hated him forever. God. Like, so, I know. So this, I found myself raging at that moment. Like, I booed. I booed Ted Valentine. And I have not booed before. And it just, I was so, like, he was, and I don't even know, like, so, and at the time, I was a young therapist, and I was, like, doing the thing that young therapists do by having my own therapy, fairly yeah. intensive therapy, and I talked about it for, like, the next four sessions, like, how angry I was at that basketball game. And my therapist was like, wow, like, you don't ever let your anger out, but you're going to do it at a basketball game. Like, that's... Towards a referee. Who, yeah. Who made a call. Who made a call. Two calls. Two calls. Two calls. And yeah. yet he could... He would have been... I mean, literally... And I can see now, like, how brave he must have been. Like, how... Do, that... you, do you realize he probably felt like he, he needed to leave with support with like how did police he get to his support car? so that he would yeah. not get lynched do you realize how how close to lynching yeah and i didn't like i have not probably... unpacked this i'm this is scary to unpack it right here where people are listening i'm gonna tell you that keep going man no i'm just i mean and and you're you're right-minded you don't you understand what i'm saying well not and i'm not always right-minded no and i think I'm, this is no, an but excellent I'm saying, example of i'm it. saying but but just the passion that this guy could it's so similar to yeah. the Trumpers. It's so similar to the hatred that they have for others that go against their general. Yeah. It's yeah, the and same I damn thing. It. It is the sa- I couldn't see. We, it, it's scary. And I would venture a guess that even recently I wouldn't have been able... Like, I, I think for me... In order to unpack my IU basketball stuff, I after my dad died, I went to, I don't know, maybe like three more games. Um, and one of them I wanted to go with, with Marianne, who was on the show. I, I had When he was sick, I had said something to her about like going because she was my minister and showed up to support me at different moments during that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I had it in my head that I definitely wanted to do that. Um, and I wanted to go to another one with Kevin and I wanted to go to one with one of my friends and I didn't enjoy it as much. And I think part of, you know, it's like complicated 
personal stuff with that. Once it was okay for me to say, you know what, I, I like the women basketball stuff, and I'm not actually enjoying the men's basketball as much. They're not that good, that's why. That is not why. That is why. <laughs> that is not why. That is why. No. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I liked, I I liked like... them even when they sucked. Like, Knight definitely had years where they sucked. Oh, and I a liked lot. them anyway. And they, but we forget about those years. Yeah. When he had completely lost it. But I, but once I could have that distance, and it was like hard to even say out loud, like when to get offered a basketball ticket and be like, I don't want to go. And that was really a weird transition for me to get there. Because I think it felt like, not who I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be someone who loves going to basketball games because that's what we do. And I've got lots of really pleasant family memories wrapped up in it mm-hmm. that I treasure. And I would I would go with my sister. Like we went one of the games we did after Dad died was going with her too. Anyway, I don't. I needed that distance to be able to look at night. And it wasn't until tonight when we started looking at the Valentine stuff, saying it out loud. Like it was one of those things where. I'm sure this happens to other people. Like, you have a question and you realize halfway through asking it that it's <laughs> super racist. Yeah. Oh my God. And you're like, oh my God, how do I get out of saying what, this what the hell was I Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but that's, that's this has been like that for me. It's like, oh my gosh. Like, I don't think you need, I mean, some of my happiest times growing up it must have been it must have been eighty seven when we won, and I was over at Hans Barson's house. You're kidding me. Me and Hans and AJ. Uh, no, think, AJ went to New Orleans. Okay, so no for that because my mom was me Hans, yep, his brother. But we were like, oh, we're going downtown. Like we're go we're yeah. like we're going downtown. Yeah. You know, the euphoria of us winning were. It was just amazing. So I remember that. That was so big to me, you know? And waiting for the games was, you know, the lady singing at the very beginning. I, I was but, part of the... Yeah. You know, here's the thing, guys. When you're part of a cult, it's really exciting. Yeah. It's... I, I Sounds of South. I'm just going to lay it out there. I mean, we were a cult. And when we won, and we were good. You were really good. We were yeah. really good. And and so you didn't mind eating with the teacher during lunchtime and forgetting about your other friends because <laughs> you were special. Because you were special. You were special. You're better than everybody else. Well, but like that, you were actually doing stuff. Like for me to be that way about basketball, like I didn't do anything. I just you know ate popcorn. But you like, know what's so weird? Uh, when you go to the games... Everybody there knows everything. They know what is what what a travel is. They I mean they know. Yeah. They are. The they're names calling aren't it. on the jerseys, yeah. and that, and it's like a source of pride. Like you you sit you learn the names. You don't have to have their names written on their jerseys. You're not some kind of dummy. But like I, it, it would be hard to be a, 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 an official there because the the crowd is calling things <laughs> before the damn. The official is, and the guy, and and you can see him like sometimes, like oh shit, they're right. Yes, ow, yeah, because you can't get away. These people are. It is a religion. 
Yeah. Indiana basketball is, I mean, hey, half the fans have never even gone to college, if you think about it, yet they love IU basketball. The Indiana high school ball. Oh, yeah. A good coach is controlling their entire school. As athletic directors, as, hey, I want this person to be the principal or whatever. I'm not saying that that's happening at Bloomington High School South. I'm saying, but it could could be, or it could be happening at other places in, in, in southern, in, in Indiana in general. But basketball is life here. Yeah. So yeah. don't, I'm saying so, don't feel bad about it because I think it, it happens. It's not just you. It, all of us have, have drank the Kool-Aid. We're not going to have time to get like into the whole hidden brain stuff. And there's stuff from it that we might want to look at later. But with the IU basketball, like we took our role as the sixth, as the sixth, sixth man very seriously. Like it was important to stand up during the fight song. And it was important to yell during defense and it was important to be quiet during a free throw and like all of these things that we considered that we were contributing to it and it made us feel connected and powerful because they were good and we were supporting them and we were like part of that in a world where we don't feel in control Mm -hmm. the other thing that i jotted down while i was thinking about this earlier was the concept of learned helplessness and it's associated with with depression and uh, and the the studies that they did to get Tell, to it. Explain are really, what learned helplessness is. I'm sorry. They came up with it doing like rat studies where the rats, these were the rats that had no control over when they got the, the reward. And if repeatedly they had no control over when they got the reward, they just gave up. Actually, it reminds me of my dog when we did the obedience training and you're like supposed to hide a treat under your foot and then... The dog, in theory, is going to try to get it. And when they stop trying to get it, then you go, oh, good dog. And you, you say, leave it, and then good dog, because then they learn that, right? Because you have to catch them doing the thing. But with our dog, when we put the treat under our foot, he just, like, flopped to the ground in despair. Oh, and didn't even oh try God. to get it. Oh, that is awesome. That's learned helplessness, okay. like, right there. <laughs> so that I, I think that we we bump into learned helplessness in our like there are people who are uh not involved politically because it seems mm-hmm. like what does it matter indiana's primary is so late who cares it's not like my vote is gonna impact the future yeah. and having that sort of dopamine charge of getting to participate in a group yell <laughs> basically mm-hmm. like a smackdown of someone like posting like the really mean, funny comics. Like, and I can't think of one off the top of my head and I, I don't tend to post them. So like the things that are like Trump's so stupid, how stupid is he? Like that kind of mm-hmm. joke that we get that little dopamine hit and we feel a little more empowered mm-hmm. and we feel a little better. And so we're struggling as a society and what helps us feel better are these little dopamine hits that we get from absolutely doing that. And and obviously, I got that from Bob Knight. I mean, come on, like. Do you remember the days after a bad win? A bad win. A bad win where you're like the town is everybody is down. Yeah. I mean, it's 
depressing. Like, you go to the... People are not looking at the paper because they don't want to be reminded of it. Yeah. Or the days where a, a, a really big win happened. Uh-huh. And now everybody is Everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, hey, take a little bit extra. Here's, you know, I mean, it's... <laughs> Free refills. It, 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 is, it is so... It was so... When, when we were in that time period, it was so... Like you said, it was a dopamine rush or it was total depression. I'm glad to unpack my Bob Knight stuff. And this is without... We didn't even go into the misogynist things that he oh, yeah. did and said, but awful i'm sure there's a word for the cognitive distortion that i did to justify still being a fan even after he said awful things is you know like if he knew better he'd do better he just doesn't know better but surely there are people in his life that can explain that rape is bad there's there's oh i forgot about that look that's something that he said in public on the news on the news and never disavowed either right there's things that we can't even talk about that this man did like, okay, so obviously I'm not a Knight fan anymore. How can I take this and use it for good? Damn it. We got to do a lesson for this? I thought <laughs> I just... this was, I thought we were just gonna just yell and, and talk about how bad Bobby Knight is. If I'm gonna let people know that I liked him this long in public, this is out there now. This is like... This is bad. And that, and... I mean, that's okay, but you know what? We're, we're, what we do here... Is we start a discussion, right? Because here's yeah. the thing. We may get people saying, well, he did these good things. And you know what? There's thousands of good things that this man probably did. That he Whoa. actually did. There's hundreds of people that he helped. in So we're not saying, but damn it, that doesn't get to mean that. That doesn't mean that he gets to escape from, from the bad stuff that he did. And the things that it just doesn't. Some of my very special childhood memories, like I said, are wrapped up in IU basketball. Like I rem- uh, When I was a little bit older, I got to meet Landon Turner. He lived down the street from my grandmother. Did Still he? does. And well, he, my grandmother's dad. He would yes. like, he was, he was in a wheelchair at the time mm-hmm. and he was, he would, he would do this thing when he was talking to people where he would roll the chair as close to the edge of stairs as he possibly could and see if he could keep rolling before the person would ask him to stop. Like he would... Like, huh. like he was like, and, and I was getting super nervous and whoever was with him was like, he's trying to make you get really nervous. And it was, he was successful. I was I super he, nervous. I think he, I think he actually came to my grandmother's funeral. But my point is that I, I made meaning out of life by applying things that I learned in IU basketball to it. Because of IU basketball, I believed that hard work got you farther than talent because that was sort of the message and now i can see that that's also like their justification for having white farmer boys on the team right it's it's uh i can see it while i'm saying it like i but it's not a bad idea to think that hard work gets you far right like like there's pieces of it that i think people get scared that you're going to take away their entire sense of meaning maybe like i what i'm trying to think of is to notice when i'm doing the thing with politics that i might have done with basketball and like by unpacking the sports stuff here i'm seeing like how (laughs) super blind i was to things that i really needed to be able to see 
and that I can see them now and that's great. But it would have been nice had I seen them earlier. And if I can have that big of a blind spot, what else am I missing? Which I'm sure there's stuff. You don't you don't actually have to tell me everything I'm missing because I'd like to take it one step at a time. No, I think we're allowed. Aren't we allowed to miss things? Aren't we allowed to be, you know... Okay, I'm going to open up another can of worms because it's it's the same type of thing. That's our theme for this season. Okay, because we're talking about we're talking about sports figures, right? Yeah. We had just mentioned the fact that Bobby Knight he helps lots of people, yet he also did some horrible things. Yeah. And in some respects, he's kind of a horrible person. We could apply the same analogy to God. I hate to say this, Kobe Bryant. Well, that's interesting. And then it's it's not necessarily a racist thing, but it is. Mm, I don't even know how I can unpack it because I'm conflicted about. First of all, I never was a Kobe fan to begin with, so that's unfair for me. I hate I hate the Lakers. So. <laughs> and there and there's that you know sports thing and, again, and, but... and he was very when he played he was freaking conceited. But damn, you hated. I I hated if he had the ball in his hands at the end of the game, because if and you just sat there and said, "Don't get, don't let him get it." He would get it, and yeah, they would win nine so, times out of ten. And a difference that I see there is that apparently, based on what you said earlier, Knight hasn't done anything to change. And from what I understand, I like what you're saying there, Kobe Bryant grew and had a daughter and more than one i don't even i don't know very much and 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 we still don't know we can think of that one instance where his name was questioned what he did the rape situation and if you rape someone once that's a bad thing Period. Right. I but, think we can but but so uh, yeah, we need to agree on that. So I don't don't say oh well he only got caught one. Well, but see, I I think there's I think these are different because they're different. You know, like when Knight went to Texas Tech, then I don't know. Do you remember he had a reality show? What? There was a reality show, and he went to Texas Tech, and so one of the TV shows was you could be a walk on on the Texas Tech <laughs> Texas no Tech way. team, and it was a reality show with night and like and we watched it and we howled like we loved it and he, he like this one kid came on there and like i don't know if he was late or something but he like wanders out of the court and he does something wrong and night like explodes and the kid looks at him and goes my bad and night like my bad my bad it's your bad like just completely freaks out about the phrase my bad and to the point that that became like a part of what how Kevin and I would talk to each other after that because it was so I've funny and s- so giant. I have like... got to see this because he's. <laughs> I mean, you, you talk about Gordon Ramsay on crack. <laughs> is is that? I mean, just the stories that would be a scary, scary. You know what else? Another pair Trump parallel with Bobby Knight. Yeah, is the fact that Trump Jr. Don Trump Jr. is talking about running in, in 2024. Not talking about, they're planning on him running in 2024. Trump Jr. Well, I could totally see Knight like being president just so he could give Patrick a job. But that's what happened, remember? Well, part of his deal at Texas Tech is that when Bobby Knight retired, Pat would get 
the head coaching job. Yeah. Do you remember that? I That's don't know. crazy. And so it I think uh he was a he was a coach for one or two years. It was sad because he had the same kind of anger issues that his dad had, but just with far less talent. I don't know. I'm thinking about how how I am and then I was thinking about how similar Knight and Trump are. And and that definitely makes me feel some compassion and also concern for people who are swept up in the Trump stuff. But then I'm also wondering, like, if that gives us any help in how to talk to people. I don't think it does. I think when you're not being bullied, you it doesn't concern you. You don't know that it's happening. It's other people. You follow me? As long as they're still in that camp, they're not going to realize how horrible the the boogeyman is. We don't have time to go into this. And I, I think we might want to continue this conversation okay. next week. Because part of what they talk about in in the Hidden Brain this week is a type of canvassing where you are, where you're having deeper conversations. And the other thing that sort of resonated with me was when we do this like sports type consumption of politics, then we're looking a lot more at um, sound bites and national politics and like the stuff that makes it on the stuff that goes viral and where we can actually have an impact is in our local, our local stuff and paying more attention to that. And I, and I think back to a conversation that I had with Maureen in our first summit and it was just sort of a quiet moment in between. And I was she was just talking about how much she loved Bloomington and how cool it was to be here and how amazing it was that so many people were interested in talking about relational cultural theory. And, and like, seriously, she was like, this is a Friday night in the summertime and you've got all these people here at city hall to do this. And she said, and, and somehow it came around to like the national scene. And I, you know, we were both, I'm sure sad in that moment. And she said, you're doing the only thing you can do, mm-hmm. which is create islands of sanity, which is find your people and create community. And I want to talk about this more because this is a big mess. I'm not, we're leaving an open can of worms here. But I think that we have to not engage as though we're watching sporting things when we're trying to create those islands of sanity. Like we have to be slower and more curious rather than just bad guy i hate him which is you know when i go back to like the ted valentine stuff we have to be curious about the people around us and not just see them in these little sound bites and i win you lose type thing Mm -hmm. if we were still winning if indiana university was still winning and bob knight was doing his thing and we were still winning Uh right now would we change? W- would we even be talking about him and what a bad person he is? I don't know if we would. I think everyone would still be drunk. Drunk with drunk the on... euphoria of being part of a winning team and like saying, I don't care what you think because you're wrong and we're doing it. We're winning and so we must be doing something right and he must be the savior. He must be. So what I'm saying is, I don't know if, I don't know if anybody would even be talking about cultural relational culture in Bloomington right now. 
if night was Bloomington would not be the place for any other kind of thinking. It wouldn't be open to change. I have a hard time imagining myself at least, and I I don't think I'm super unusual, but I have a hard time imagining being in touch with my feelings and what I know about things happening around me and supporting Knight, even if he were still winning. Like, I think I have to believe that that I would already be done with him, even if he were still and winning. Maybe, but I just, me taught you as bad as I... You'd be done I, with him. As, as you were bad, done with him I know, when but, Cheney was there. But, but I still love Cheney. I love that basketball team. I still wanted them to win. Well, and, and you know what? And no, I wasn't. I still loved... When I heard my black friends upset about this, saying, you know, screw, you know, blah, 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 uh-huh. blah. And, you know, and, and seeing in black magazines and papers about, you know, how they hated, you know, yeah. the Hoosiers now. And then other people saying, yeah, he's always been a, you know, a yeah. son of a bitch and blah, 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 blah. I was like, no, screw them. Like, this you is my You still like thing. them? Yeah, I still like that them. That makes me feel a little better. I still wanted that, that, that. I still, I was like, hey, Cheney's okay. Well, that, you know, hey, yeah, that Cheney, was sort of my thing. I Cheney like, laughed it off. He, yeah. He's, and he should be, he should be the one that's, you know, so I was still engulfed in the, it's so easy in to the, be. in the Kool-Aid and I was still fighting for, I still, hey, and you know what? I was woke. <laughs> in the sense okay. that, in the, in the sense that I had been, I had been going to an African-American college. Oh. That hated him. And I'm going back there saying, what do you mean? This oh guy gosh. is great. I, Bobby Knight was the same guy from when he came in till when he left. The only difference is the amount that he would win, the amount of games that he would win. Once he started losing consistently, that's when people said, oh, we got to change this. Right. He, right. He can't can he can't control the talent anymore. Yeah, and I think they won't buy into they will not buy these kids, they will not buy into his system anymore. It ended up becoming about the kids not buying into his Yeah, about how basketball system. has changed. Yeah. Yes. The kids have changed. And I You okay? Yeah, no, I was just You're trying still to... a good person. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Knight doing all his Trump stuff for me that was sort of it, it made it much easier for me to just be like oh yeah that's who he is yeah yeah that's not like well disciplined cranky old man that's hateful mm-hmm. and uh, and there is a difference <laughs> I mean you you would be surprised I know you're not um on the feeds when he came back into Assembly Hall, this last, you know, just people saying they they, they cried. and I know. And then uh, people actually saying, I can't believe they couldn't win it for him. Yeah. No, but people that I didn't expect. And then there were other people who were like, um, I just moved to Bloomington in the last five years. And I don't understand don't what's <laughs> happening right now. Can someone please tell me? And that was... That was also funny. Like, I mean, this is. And Amy, you know how outspoken I can be. I'm, I'm doing it right now. But it, <laughs> it, it, several people put things on their post on, uh, about uh-huh. how great 
it was and great how great he is and all this other stuff and i didn't re- i didn't i didn't go up and say no this is it this is how i feel i left it alone i've left, left it alone it this whole time and i've wanted to speak out about it and say no well here you go yeah in a big way well well that was unbelievably stressful that was super that. stressful for it's me weird too. isn't it yeah <laughs> All the things, all the stressful things that we talk about. And that happens to be one that, you know. Who knew that basketball was one of them? That makes sense, but. No, it doesn't. (laughs) It doesn't. Unless you're from, unless you grew up here in Bloomington. Yeah. So, well, thank you for the talk. So. And the tears. Go Hoosiers. (laughs) Here's to Islands of Sanity. All right, I like that. All right. Bye. Bye. This episode of My Racist Friend is a production of the Bloomington Center for Connection, an organization using relational cultural theory to promote social change through connection. This conversation between Don Griffin Jr. and Amy McKeese, LCSW, took place in Bloomington, Indiana on Sunday, February 16, 2020, and was edited for this podcast by Kevin McKeese. Theme music lovingly sampled from Your Racist Friend by They Might Be Giants. On May 14th through the 17th, the BCC will host the third annual Relational Summit here in Bloomington. For more information, follow the Bloomington Center for Connection on Facebook and other social media platforms. You and your racist friend. You were talking about that we have this Australian... Yes, and I was saying we do have a listener in, in a, I was trying to say that not all our listeners are local, so I emphasized that we have a listener in Australia. Then I said, hi, Sue. And, and I said, good day, mate, like, a, <laughs> like an idiot. And so I'm glad it's gone because I even tried the accent, which was just terrible.